Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Well, I say we get started. All right, let's get started on time. Welcome. Thank you all for being here. Good to see you. I uh, get to, by way of storytelling, bring you up to speed to the last 20 years or so of Country Doctors Nutritional Center. And in the process of doing all that, hopefully answer all of your most pressing questions like, is this valid? Will it work? Is it for me? Can I afford it? How long is it going to take? And so on and so on and so on. These are all important questions to have answers to, especially when it comes to your health. Um, so by way of storytelling, in 1974, my grandfather had Parkinson's. He shook real bad his right hand. And he was not responding to the medications at the time. Cinnamon, which is still a medication they use to this day, and it has some real nasty side effects. He would actually, I remember sitting at the kitchen table with him having breakfast, and he would actually shake like a leaf and almost pass out his eggs. And that went on for about a year. They kept adjusting, you know, playing with his medication. They never would respond properly. And the problem with cinnamon is has, as I said, some nasty side effects. He was 6'2", 240. My grandma was five foot nothing, and he would come out from under these kind of drug-induced kind of passing out. He could be very aggressive and agitated, and we were afraid he was going to hurt her. Okay? And that, was, that went on for about a year. And so what happened was um, he went to his primary care physician and said, Hey, we have this new and wonderful procedure. Guaranteed if you have it done, you'll stop shaking. <laughs> She's already shaking her head. <laughs> so they, they said, Here's your procedure. They slipped the nerves in his wrist, and he quit shaking. Approved procedure in 1974, and his hand went like this, and he didn't use his hand after that, shortly thereafter. Shake, no. Pardon me? It didn't shake. No, oh no, yeah, the symptom was gone. So I, at an early age, at a young age, I got this message to me that was, modern medicine's amazing when it comes to certain areas, but it didn't seem to me like they gave a lot of forethought to the quality of his life after these so-called wonderful procedures, right? Oh, he's not shaking. So in their minds, you know, if you don't have symptoms, you must be healthy, right? Uh, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, right? But, and that's the truth. But in their minds, if you don't have symptoms, you've got to be healthy, right? Fast forward nine years. And by the way, during that nine-year period of time, my father got very upset, to say the least. He started studying herbs, herbal remedies, herbal protocols, things that people could do in a natural, non-invasive, non-toxic, non-habit-forming, no-side-effect kind of way to take care of us. He didn't do it to start a clinic. He did it to take care of his family. So 
1983, his dad now finds himself in a VA hospital in Oregon. He's on 12 medications. They did his blood work and found out that his liver enzymes uh, were elevated. And I'm here to tell you, if you get anybody on 12 medications every day, their liver is going to be showing signs of all kinds of chemistry imbalances. Hey, Christy. Welcome. Hi. Craig, would you grab that and flip it around so she can have a chair, please? Thank you. And so they did his blood work and they said, hey, and he has emphysema. So they were concerned his cancer was spreading. Because his titers, his markers for infection were elevated, okay. along with other chemistry being out. And so what he did was, uh, they said, well, you need to be admitted for observation. Keyword observation. So they put him in a hospital bed, and nobody observed the fact that while they kept him on 12 medications and his liver was shutting down, that he hadn't had a bowel movement in nine days, and he died from his own liver toxicity. So that's what happened to my other grandfather. That was in 1983. And so that's when I went back to school and started studying and kind of following in my father's, you know, family education footsteps, so to speak. And so what happened was in 1996, 97, um, my folks retired to Torrington of all places. I always ask them why Torrington. <laughs> you know, put a share, not Torrington. Yeah. And they said, well, it was halfway between the grandkids, right? They had grandkids in Nebraska and they had grandkids in, in Western Montana. So they thought, well, that'd be a nice place for them. That's why they did. And my mother basically told my father, he says, you're too young to retire. So, you know, when men retire, if you, you got to keep them busy, ladies. Keep them busy, because when they kind of start doing this, when they retire and don't have something to keep them busy. Tiffany, tell him. Uh, I did. <laughs> I was watching. I felt it from here. <laughs> you got the look, brother. <laughs> you need to sit up. <laughs> well, a fun project. Yeah, men, if we're not uh, busy thinking we're contributing to something, uh, then that's not good for us. Anyways, so she said, you're not going to just get back and do nothing. You're going to do something. He said, well, I'll just start consulting with people. I'll actually start doing some classes and teaching and educating people on, on home remedies, things that they can do for themselves. Because he was a master herbalist, and he'd been taking care of the family for years. Okay. Um, so he started that up in 1998. In 1999, he met a guy in Cheyenne that I always give credit to. His name's Dr. Uh, Stuart Green, Green Chiropractic over on Del Range. Some of you may have seen his office. He's been there for eons. Super cool guy. And when my father met Stuart, Stuart, you know, as you do, well, what do you do? He, they got to talk, and he says, you know, I think I've got people that would love to hear what you have to say, love, you know, about the remedies. And he said, would you be willing to come down here from Torrington once a week for a couple hours? If I, I got a little office in the back, a little desk, would you be willing to talk to some people if I set it up for you? Well, sure. So that's how we got actually into Cheyenne was by Dr. Green. So I always try to give him credit for that um, in his office. The problem was six months of Wednesdays. And it got so busy over there that there was no room for anybody on Wednesdays and the other parking places were getting upset. There were people walking around smoking cigarettes or whatever they were doing and just kind of loitering and, and the lobby was full. And, uh, and so this, the office manager said, look, you're going to find your own place. And so what happened was is in late 99, uh, we got 1807 in this building. Now we have most of the building uh, and our manufacturing's here for our remedies. We have a FDA governed lab for GMP uh, manufacturing for herbal remedies here and um, service about 60 offices across the country uh, with uh, herbal remedies.
opportunities for their practice too, so it's pretty cool. Um, and again, that was not the intention. See, all this grew into something that's actually nationally rated, uh, and we have people that come here from all over the country. It's really quite, you know, uh, it's a huge blessing, right? It's amazing to get to experience what we get to do. Craig and Tammy and I are, are practitioners here. Um, and what started off with just two or people, a couple of people, my mom and dad, and an itty bitty little, you know, office this size, you know, in, in, in Torrington has grown into something that's been really just quite fascinating to witness and be a part of. And we're very blessed to, to, to experience that. And so what has happened now is that we see about 4,000 people a year come through from all over the country. And uh, we get to work with schools now and help other practitioners implement this type of philosophy in their communities. Um, there's three things that the story that I want to share tonight should answer for you. Number one, is, is this accessible? Is it for, affordable? And does it get results? I mean, those are really the most important things that we want to look at. And, and in order to achieve that, there's some responsibilities that you're going to have to be willing to accept that when you go to primary care modern medicine, they don't ever position you to accept, okay? And there's some philosophies and some key principles. And I'm going to share those principles with you tonight so that you have a, a framework and a stable you know, ground to stand on so that you can get the best results possible. I call it the five key principles um, of what we do. And you need to understand them, because if you understand them, and we'll help you apply them, then that's how you get the best results, okay? Number one, you need to understand that getting healthy is a process. It is not an event. We are so undereducated in this country about what true, lasting achievement of health is all about, right? We've been completely misguided. In fact, I've gone so far as to say uh, or suggest to people Unless you work there, what are the other two reasons you go to a hospital for? To get stable or to pass on. That's it. Now, I asked the nurse that I have as a client from Nebraska. She educated me on this because I thought I was real cocky, right? I'm asking these people these questions. Oh, two reasons you go to a hospital. And I told her what they were. She goes, no, nope, you're wrong. Really? She goes, yeah, what if you work there? I was like, oh, you got it. <laughs> it's a process, not an event. It takes three to six months to get stable and one to three years to get well. You need to know that going in. This is not an overnight quick fix symptom suppression approach to healthcare, right? What we have in this country has proven itself to be a disease management system, not health care. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. And what we have in this country is not traditional or conventional. It's modern. It's got a 110 year history versus about a 6,000 year history of the things that we talk about and the things we educate people on. So it's a process, not an event. Second thing you need to understand is there's only two reasons why we become ill. There's only two, and I'm gonna share them with you. It's the absence of something that should be present in the body or the presence of something that should be absent. And that's it. That's the only reason we become ill. Most people, when they get here, have a little of both going on, right? Absence of the right nutrition, the presence of toxicities or, or uh, you know, congestion, you know, mucus, uh, immune challenges, right? That's a big buzzword these days, right? Immune systems weak, things like that. So we show you how to address that. Number three, if you don't have the answer to these three questions, you do not have a solution. You have a band-aid. You do not have a solution. 
where is the stress, what is causing that stress, and most importantly, how do we position you, in other words, your body, to get rid of that stress, to perform by design, to achieve optimum performance. How do we do that? We have to have the answer to these three questions. Number four, your body has a blueprint. Everyone in this room has a specific blueprint. It's called your nervous system. It's specific to you, yet its, form, its performance and its function for all of us is identical. But yet its expression on how it's performing for you is individual, just like all of us are individual. The iris is different, the fingerprints are different, and, it's and your needs are different. But that blueprint is the same for all of us. And we have testing that allows us to evaluate your blueprint to determine where the stress is, what's causing it, and how to clear it because of the absence of something that should be there, the presence of something that shouldn't, so that you engage in the right process and actually restore function. That's the process. And lastly, we use nutrition two ways, either firemen or carpenters. There's two uses for diet, nutrition, supplementation, herbs, whatever it is, and how the body uses it, either as a fireman or a carpenter, okay? How many of you in here have ever taken supplements? Raise your hands. Okay. For those of you that raised your hands, how many of you got the exact right result you had hoped you would by taking that supplement? Raise your hands again. That's the problem, yeah. Iffy. Well, Christy. <laughs> but one out of the group, right? And that's about right, about one in 10, one in 15. Here's, and now here's what happens. What gets blamed for lack of results in that situation? The supplement. Mm -hmm. That didn't work for me. How many of you have the cupboard or the drawer at home? Half used bottles of something, right? And, and you were told by family or friends or people that you respect, right? Hey, you got to try this. It's like sliced bread. And they responded exceptionally well to it. You try it, nothing. Or, maybe you felt worse, that did that to me, right? Here's where we have to get people retrained in this country to realize. When you take a supplement, a tablet, a capsule, a powder, a potion, whatever, right, an herb, when you change your diet, what you're looking for is how is your body going to respond to that? See, when you take a pharmaceutical, you're hoping it does something to you. When you get into the world of nutrition, nutritional therapeutics, herbal remedies, and dietary modifications, we are looking for how is the body responding to that. And everybody's different. Every one of you could be here tonight because you have allergies. Modern medicine says, well, if you all have allergies, you got a claritin deficiency. If you can't sleep, you got an ambient deficiency, right? Nutritional therapeutics says, well, if you have allergies, it could be your liver, but if you have allergies, it could be sodium potassium imbalance. But if you have allergies, it could be food sensitivities. But if you have allergies, it could be cardiovascular histamine responses. Right? That's what nutritional therapeutics says. So although the manifestation could be allergies, runny eyes, nose, right? Scratchy throat. The symptoms could be all the same. But we don't care about symptoms. We care about the cause. And when you address the cause, the symptom goes away. Every time. Okay? So you have to understand these five key principles, and it's so important that I saw some of you take notes and thank you so much, but we actually have you a printed form of it. So you're gonna take a printed version of it home with you. You need to understand, because that's what you're gonna stand on to get the best results possible as fast as possible, okay? So, 
Firemen and carpenters. We gotta know, do we need to send in a fireman? Or do we need to send a carpenter? And by looking at that blueprint in your body, we can determine that. It's really quite fascinating. So here's the first visit, okay? Here's the first visit in our office. About 45 minutes. Yeah. Little paperwork. <laughs> right? Lots of paperwork. Here's what we know from our clinical experience. November 1st, by the way, is my 19th year. I just Ooh, celebrated an anniversary. Thank you. I just celebrated an anniversary here. Yeah, uh, November 1st. Um, we know from our experience that we must have a good case history. We need to know what you've done to yourself in the name of healthcare. More importantly, what others have done to you in the name of healthcare. And it looks kind of like this. There's a case history, which is about two pages, real simple. Then we have you do a system survey. How many of you have ever been to an office where they have you, you know, mark one, two, or three, like mild, moderate, severe? It's questions, questions, lots of questions, okay? And on those forms, how many questions usually are listed, roughly? 224 questions on it. it was developed over 55 years ago when medical doctors and the clinical nutritionists actually worked together and they were not trying to mask symptoms with chemical intervention okay where they were actually trying to uncover where is the where's this body's inability to perform by design so if we address that the symptom goes away right modern medicine is, is not much different than when the red light goes off on the dashboard and you go to a mechanic you want the mechanic to find out what caused that Right? Not lift the hood, cut the wire to the light, slam the hood down, the lights off, and you're fine. Keep driving. Okay? That's not a mechanic we would hire. This points me in the direction where to look. It doesn't. You guys had an experience with mechanics, huh? Inside you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you guys are you guys had something going on there. Um, it doesn't tell me what's causing the, the stress, Craig or Tammy or I. It doesn't tell us what's causing it. It just tells us how your body's dealing with it, right? Where to look. Why is the liver all upset or the kidneys or cardiovascular or thyroid, right? Then we have you do what's called a heart rate variability test, HRV. It's an in-office mini stress test. takes about six minutes. Here's the stress. If you can go from lying down to standing up, you can take the test. Right? We're not going to put you on a treadmill and try to induce a coronary. That doesn't seem smart to me. That's like giving the car to the mechanic and letting him put it in park and just hold it down. Let's see what happens, right, to the engine. Just put it, you know, pedal to the metal. See what happens. That doesn't make sense, does it? Right? That doesn't make sense. So it's about six minutes, but it'll tell you, um, it'll tell us, by way of a recorded rhythm strip of the heart, how that nervous system's responding, how that blueprint your individual blueprint. Is it dealing with stress? Is it dealing with stress predictably? Are you healing properly when you're at rest? At what age are you on the inside versus your calendar years, right? Because there's usually a difference. Um, and it's really, really insightful in terms of letting us know why you might not have been getting good results up to this point. Um, so, lastly, we use nutritional kinesiology. How many of you have ever heard of uh, kinesiology? Muscle testing, that's the, 
layman's terms for it, muscle testing. It's used in chiropractic. It's used in uh, a lot of nursing. Uh, homeopathics will use it. Um, pardon me? Sports. Sports kinesiology. Yeah, sports kinesiology. They teach a class in, a, in uh, University of Wyoming. About 10 minutes or less using this, we can identify where the stress is, what's causing it, and how to clear it. It's absolutely fascinating. So let's just say, because Craig is here, he loves to tell everybody they're nothing but a great big liver with legs. Let's say the liver shows up as the stress point, okay, with kinesiology. We know from our experience there are several stressors that will stand in the way of your body's ability to perform. The top five I'm going to share with you tonight, because I can assure you one or more of these is active with you, and that's why you're not getting well, okay? Here's number one. Food intolerances. Now, you might have had food sensitivity testing. You could have allergy testing done and nothing show up because your body wasn't producing antibodies that showed up in their test. So they look at you and say, oh, you're fine. But yet you have serious sensitivities or intolerances to corn and oats and wheat and rice and dairy and eggs. And, okay? But it won't show up on their test, so they say, oh, you're fine. So you keep eating the way you've been eating and keep getting worse. Okay? With this kind of testing, we can actually identify the intolerances be going on in the body. Number two is immune system. Immune challenges. This is kind of an interesting one, especially now in the last year, more people are paying close attention to it because we're forced to pay attention to it, okay? You have an immune system, everyone does. In fact, we are an immune system. We are nothing but a walking immune system, okay? And you can have symptoms that this is not functioning optimally because of the evidence of a bacteria, a fungus, a virus, or a parasite. You can have this as the symptom of the problem. And modern medicine tries to tell us, you gotta go after this stuff, go after this stuff, go after this stuff, when the reality of it is, the weakness is here. When you get your immune system performing optimally, these disappear. Every time, okay? Three and four kind of go hand in hand. Metal toxicity and chemical poisoning. According to the EPA, that is the third leading cause of illness in America. Third leading cause, according to our own EPA. We have over 10,000 different metal and chemical po poisons in our air, water, and food right now, today. 100 years ago, we didn't have to deal with this stuff. Right? Today, it's overwhelming, and our bodies, by design, by creation, have amazing abilities to filter this stuff out, to get rid of it. Lymphatic system, right? Urinary tract, that respiration gets gases out of the blood. I mean, all this stuff is designed to protect us. The problem is it gets overwhelmed. If you have anybody who has dry mouth, cotton mouth, bitter metallic taste, or sciatic nerve pain not due to injury, they have a metal or chemical poisoning in the body. That's a manifestation of it. Your body's telling you, but because we don't come with an owner's manual, right? On oh, page 27, oh, let's see, oh, there we go, okay. And number five is scar tissue. <clears throat> scar tissue, topically on the body. Um, C-sections, open heart surgeries, piercings, tattoos, appendix, gallbladders, spinal fusions, um, even something as small in some cases as the uh, perineal tear or episiotomy during childbearing, 
uh, men with circumcision or, or vasectomies, these even the small, and they could be very old and very small and very obscure. Neuroscience and neurosurgeons have known for decades that scar tissue topically in the body can be one of the greatest neurological stressors that your body has to try and overcome because the adhesions below the surface interfere with blood flow, circulation, and energy. They've proven it scientifically over 30 years ago. Their remedy is to take a scar like open heart surgery and fill a syringe with either lidocaine or procaine and eject it. And to break it up. Yep. It's very not it's not it's not good, right? In fact, in our office, one of the most amazing cases I have on this one, we took this young lady through all this stuff, found scars. I said, where's the scars? Now, take into account her history. She's 36 years old. She's never had a child. She's not on any over-the-counter prescription medications, no injuries whatsoever, no operations, impeccable diet yoga instructor for a profession. Here's her complaints when she got here, chronic fatigue, insomnia, and headaches. Those were her top three concerns. We took her through the process, found this. I said, where's the scar? She goes, I don't have any. I said, we got a belly button, don't you? Which, by the way, if you don't have a belly button, Bob, I can't help you. <laughs> Hold on. Well, you're okay. Yeah, you got it. So I said, well, where's the belly button, right? It's the original scar. When we examined it, right above that, about that far was this little purple pinkish dot. I said, well, what's that? She says, oh, I forgot which is usually how I find out about my most valuable information, right? I gotta drag it out of people because they forget to tell me, which is fine, right? This is all about playing Sherlock Holmes anyways. She says, oh, yeah, okay, four years ago, me and three girlfriends were in Old Mexico, and to commemorate our adventure, we had piercings done. But I took it out about two years ago because it would kind of connect, it would hook on clothing, and it would kind of weepy, it was, it, was, it was uncomfortable. You think that's it? We tested it, that was it, six bucks, for a bottle of wheat germ oil, which is nature's vitamin E, wheat germ oil, she would pop the pearls, smear it on there every day, massage it in for about a minute, less than six weeks, no more chronic fatigue, insomnia, and headaches. Cost her six bucks. Gone. She wrote us a beautiful letter and hasn't come back. That was like eight, ten years ago, right? So the approach is what's more important than, than anything else I can think of as far as making sure that we cover all these things and we identify where's the stress, what's causing it, and how to clear it in a, in a practical manner. Yet keep the programs very small and specific, and then you do your part with compliance. There's where the responsibility piece comes in. The more compliant you are, the faster you get results, the more affordable it is, and the less time you gotta spend here, okay? We've proven that time and time again. And that's the first visit. You don't leave with a big sack of stuff to take. Hopefully you leave with all your questions answered as best as possible. We've attempted to answer them as best as we can. And then we have you back for what's called your second visit, which is the program of care, POC visit, okay? Program of care means that we have fine-tuning, healing and observation, on into maintenance. Our goal is to get here as fast as possible. Here's what fine-tuning looks like once a person actually starts a program with our office. We see the person once a week for the first four to six weeks, and it's a full 15-minute visit. Now, I said full 15-minute visit like that's supposed to be meaningful, right? But that's twice the average that you get to spend with a medical doctor, and today you don't get to see one anymore. Some years ago, they started doing this PA thing. 
physician's assistant. Right? What are you laughing about? It's tragic. Are you a PA? <laughs> are you really? You're turning off a red. Which is fine. Which is fine, but is that what the client paid for? Or, like, I love Dr. Fisher. I think the world of her. Carol Fisher, I've known her forever. For 20 years. She works for her. Do you really? I think she's wonderful. You can't get in to see her anymore. Chip works for you. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's not what the client is looking for. It's not. You, you're nodding your head. Yes. So, <laughs> so the point is, I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing. I'm just saying if you want to see her, it's four to six months out, maybe eight months. I don't know. I love her. I play it's poker. It's only weeks. It's only weeks. I, I play poker with her husband. <laughs> Do you take his money? Huh? Do you take his money? Every now and then, by golly. And I'll tell you what, if there's a guy that can afford to give me a little bit of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Oh, Steve. I love Steve. Good old Steve. Okay. I gotta look him up. I think he'll. No. Um, and our goal is to see about 50% reduction of stress. In other words, the things that brought you here. You have to take people, like with the fireman stage, you gotta take people out of stress so then the body can restore, build, and repair. It will not restore, build, and repair in a state of stress. Here's two conditions you are not gonna ever heal in. Insomnia or pain. You can't heal. Anything that you take into the body is allocated to try and deal with the stress, okay? If you're under current chronic conditions right now, your body's taking that to use to try and maintain dealing with stress. It can't restore or build repair. You don't send a carpenter into a burning building. Ever. Right? You send a fireman in there. You calm down that stress. Then you can send carpenters in. You can't do both at the same time. And so that's what we're after in that fine-tuning period. Then we graduate to healing observation. That's once every two weeks. Three visits in a row when we know you're doing great and you know you're doing great and you're turning in your food logs. Yay. Food logs are no fun. We give you the paper, though. I guess that makes it easier. <laughs> you write down breakfast, lunch, dinner, beverages, and snacks. It's usually all wrinkled up by the guys and stained with ketchup. And that's fine. That's cool. Coffee ring. It's all good. It's good. Grease from the fries. Don't Grease from the fries. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. A little, little smudge on the black on the side. It's like, what is that? You can change a baby? No, that's some chocolate cake. <laughs> And we want to see about a 75% improvement in terms of stress reduction. We want to graduate you out as fast as possible. Maintenance, once every month to once every six weeks to eight weeks. Our most sought-after maintenance plan is right here, once a quarter. We see you for 15 minutes. You come in, we check everything, make sure you're on track. It makes no sense whatsoever to invest time and money and go from here to here in your health and then quit and do this over time and dwindle back into old habits and lifestyle patterns that caused the problem to begin with. I'm here to tell you right now, every one of you is here. It's not your fault that you're here, but knowing you could do something about it and you choose not to, that is your fault. It is, period. End of discussion, okay? So the goal is to position you to be that responsible to yourself and see 90% or greater reduction of stress in everything that brought you. Your uh, anniversary and... Um, Birthday visits are on us when you get to maintenance, and the other two are on you, so we're equally invested in your services, which is kind of cool. The POC also spells out those services and what nutritional therapy could actually be. Services in our office, it's $40 for the visit, 
35 if you're over 55 or in the healing arts, uh, emergency medical, things of that nature, 30 for children under the age of 18. Nutritional therapy runs anywhere from two to four dollars a day, could be anywhere from 60 to 120 dollars per month, some cases more, some are less. My little uh, yoga instructor gal was six bucks my, uh, for her entire program. Had a gal come here that was on 17 medications. Um, the first thing I did, and this was a Carol Fisher case, I sent her to Carol's office and I said, before I even touch you, you're getting evaluated. She was on 17 medications from four different prescribing physicians, none of them talking to each other. Went to Carol's office, Carol freaked, took, nine, took uh, eight of them away that day. Took her off of eight that day. So she went from 17 to nine, day one. She came back, showed me what they had done. I said, okay, we can start working with you. Her program was several hundred dollars a month for about 10 months. Worst case ever handled. Um, in fact, I don't look for cases like that ever. They're spooky, okay, to try and help them restore function. But here's her story. When she came to a class just like this, and she had one of my old handbooks, one of our, I think it was a first or second printing of one of our old patient handbooks. And it was all earmarked and stuff was written in the, in, the, in the margin. And she said during the class, she said, the reason I'm here is because I found this at my husband's desk. He just passed away from cancer two weeks ago. He never got here. He never looked into this. He had questions, right? He had made notes, right? But he never took action, right, on, on a possible solution. And so when I heard the story, I was like, oh my gosh, if I turn her down, God will strike me dead. You know, I'm right here right now. So I said, okay, you go to Carol's office. They did that. This was several years ago. Um, she came back, and in 10 months, here's what happened. She got off oxygen. She lost 53 pounds. She got down to three of her original 17 medications at one-third of their original dose, okay, which is, which is much better. She got remarried, moved to Florida, and wrote me a beautiful letter. I thought that was pretty cool. Right? But I'll tell you what, I don't, we don't look for those, not that we'll turn them away, but they're very, they're spooky. Because there's, they're, 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 what's unfortunately, there's a term called medical wreckage. Is that they spent so much time masking the symptom and while the body is continuing to spiral down, that they, they can kind of get to the point where I can't help them, unfortunately. So, and that's in the program of care. So, and that's your second Second visit. So, any questions or comments so far before we wrap this up? Covered it so well. Cool. For being in class tonight, those first two visits that I just described are complimentary. We do that for several reasons, but for me, it's the most important is two. One, there's a couple of things at stake. Your health and my reputation, we're not going to jeopardize either. We're going to make sure we're an absolute great match for each other before you ever are allowed to start a program. Because if I don't think you're going to be really compliant and dedicated and do your part long enough to get the results, I don't want you to pull my success rates down. <laughs> that's fair. It is fair. It's honest. It's honest, right? I like 90% or greater success rates in every case I accept, therefore we don't accept every case. <laughs> okay. But, but we want to find out so that first and second visit gives us a chance to spend quality time together and see if what we have to offer is really a, right, a good match, okay? So for being in the class tonight, those first two visits are complimentary. There are no service fees whatsoever for those two first two visits, okay? In your handouts, you've got it right there. Oh, you're ready. You're a good student. Overachiever. 
Overachiever. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, she oh, yeah. Yeah. And she always sat in the front row. <laughs> By completing the public attendance form and turning it in tonight, those first two visits are complimentary. They'll send that paperwork home with you. Makes it much easier. Okay. And uh, yep, there it is. That one right there. The other handouts that we have. Please do not try and explain anything you heard here tonight to anybody else because they'll say, oh, you mean the witch doctor on Logan? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you know I say, hey, some people yeah. say that this is all witch doctors. Right, that's cool. <laughs> I love it. My attitude is go ahead and be skeptical and full of questions and put me on the spot. You know why you should? Because it's your help. You should, to some degree. These are great to give out to people. Everybody here knows somebody that needs to hear what you've heard here tonight. It's a little invitation card. I'll just go to the class. Right? This little brochure kind of explains how we help people get well by evaluating, determining, and educating them in the process. So it's kind of a summary. Quick, easy little summary. I would encourage you to keep that one and read it because that's the process you'll be taken through. As I mentioned, the five key principles is in a booklet, a little handout for you to take. That's an excerpt from my book, um, 18 Proven Steps to Achieving Optimum Health, The Ultimate Healing System. My father wrote the original in 2003. I rewrote it in 2017, 2017. And I've added to it from our clinical experience. So it's always nice when nice people say nice things about you. I didn't want to give you all 42 type pages, so I'll just give you a little sample. In these certain, these, in these uncertain times, in, the, in these certain uncertain times, yeah, that's a good way to put it, I guess. Uh, we do a share the care program. I love this. This is one of my favorite things to participate in. Okay, is where I come to a business or a church or a home. I bring my little test kits and my little table, and we actually do demos for people. If they want to kind of feel like what this is about without coming to the class or coming to an office, we can do a little, little share the care program. I call it. And for doing that, it offsets services for the future for the host. So it's kind of fun to do. And then again, the form for tonight. These are kind of new. I want to make sure everybody has one of these. I think you did those for me. Yeah. You're very welcome. This is kind of a, another way of talking about the Share the Care program. There you go, sir. Thank you. There you go. We'll make sure you guys have one. There you go. There you go. Those are brand new, hot off the press. And if you're done with your uh, paperwork, you can follow me up front. We'll get you taken care of. And uh, thank you all for being here. I appreciate it very much. Can we go ahead and schedule appointments tonight? Yes, you can. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. 
It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast.